Hey, this is Big Lou. That's double L-O-U. Hi, I'm Veronica Jackson. Hey, everybody, this is Adam Gusso. I'm D. Chufar. Hey there, folks, this is Don Flynn of the American Songster, slapping the dap with Jack Dapper. Hi, this is Guy Davis. Hi, I'm Shamika Copeland. Hey, I'm Ben Turner of Piedmont Blues. I'm here with Valerie Turner. And we are bluesing with Lamont Jack Burley. Hi, I'm Larry Griffin, and I keep it locked and loaded on Jack Dapper Blues. Yes, yes, yes. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening, blues people? I'm right now sitting in Times Square in front of Caroline's with a guest that we've been trying to get this podcast together for some time, Odysseus Baylor. He is definitely the major in what's known as Blues Dance New York. So we're going to talk to him about that as well as some of the other interesting things that he's doing in the blues and cultural community because he was just in a play. You were just in a play, correct? Uh, yes. Um, and uh, hello, uh, hello, everyone. Um, yeah, so I was uh, in an off-Broadway play uh, in February of this year, so, um, so that was a while back ago. But I do have something soon coming up that I can't speak of as of yet, but, uh, but it's also kind of cool as well. Okay, well, we'll get into that as well in, in regards to the February play, because I believe you told me it was blues-based. But before we get into that, let's talk about your organization. Uh, give us... Get, get, Give us a description. Break it down for us. So, yeah. So, uh, so Blues Dance New York is our uh, weekly uh, blues dance here in New York City. Um, I'm actually I'm not so much the founder of it, but just one of the, um, the, the organi- uh, organizers or administrators. I teach and I DJ at the event a lot and um, at the dances. So, uh, Blues Dance New York is a way for people to come together to, uh, to, to blues dance. And, uh, we have it every Friday. And the last Friday of the month, we have a live band and we have the dance over at La, La Nacional. Now, for those who don't know, because for some people, the term blues dance mm-hmm. might be foreign because a lot of people do not know the, the, the wide range of, of, Blues as a culture and as a music. Some yeah. just think Chicago, some just think uh, Piedmont or pre-war. What actually is blues dance? So uh, blues dancing, uh, it's a collection of idiom um, dances done to blues music like your fishtail, your, uh, your mooches, your grinds, your lowdowns. Um, uh, your Texas Shuffle, and we're learning more uh, new idiom dances um, every every month and every year. So there's a plethora of them. Since this dance wasn't highly that um, recorded, uh, it was more by word of mouth. So having actual like documentations of these different dances are extremely hard to come by. To, to come by, uh, this dance precedes Lindy Hop, in, in mm. every sense. So it's uh, just that Lindy Hop became more of a popular dance style nationwide, even though they were blues dancing at the same time as well. It just wasn't all that recorded that much. A lot well, of uh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, I did not mean to cut you off, but I, I just want to establish: Would blues dancing be considered a cultural dance of African Americans and its people in, in, in the South? Yes, uh, yes, it is. It's, it definitely has its origins or its, uh, its seeds of influence in the South or in rural parts of America. So, yeah, it's definitely origin in um, African-American uh, culture and indigenous cultures. Uh, definitely in juke joints um, at, uh, at, at also 
house gatherings as well. So, so yeah, so these were the kind of movements that you would see at those places. Now, now something to, to understand is that each region of the country had its uh, particular style of dance that it did the majority of. And we're still kind of learning a lot of, or at least I'm still kind of learning a lot of, a lot of like what region did, um, what kind of dance they did uh, uh, predominantly in whatever particular region. But uh, just because they did one particular dance doesn't mean that they didn't get the influences from other parts of the country and kind of infuse other of the blues idiom dances into their own dancing as well. So, so, so that's one of the, um, that's one of the things that I always keep in mind whenever I do the research behind the, uh, the music and the dance. So is it safe to say that, um, the many migrations from, from the Castle gang to the actual, um, fleeing of the South throughout the United States plays a role in, in, in how some of these dances either meshed or found its ways to different regions. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You can't, you can't ignore that aspect of, of cultural history with that. So, yeah. What I find really interesting, and a lot of information in regards of documentation of African American history, whether it's names, ages, or what have you, has not been recorded. How, you, how did you guys come across these dances, and how do you go about uh, researching well, the research is very is extremely time consuming um, because, as you know, you have to just make sure that your sources that are your sources kind of uh, match up as close as possible. So in that way, when you're um, relaying the information to other people, they can you know kind of see where a lot of the information matches up. And also to another individual that's really helped uh, help. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, help us all kind of really learn like these idiom dances so we can do more of the research of our own. Um, where as uh, an individual by the name of Damon Stone, I don't know his name, probably uh, came across uh, came, came across in conversation. But he has been a really big influence in us learning these different idiom dances uh, since he learned a lot of it from his, from his grandparents um, growing up. And, and they kept a lot of uh, a lot of information and things like that. So, so that's where a lot of the information comes from, but also just from individuals like myself and other individuals in the blues dancing scene have, you know, taken upon ourselves to actually do our own research and see what we, what we could find as well. So it's a collection of all of us just digging in and just finding, finding as much as we can to kind of relate to it and then disseminate, disseminating that information the best way we can to the rest of the, uh, rest of the community. Well, you know, I, I like this that much more because what it, and correct me if I'm wrong, what I'm receiving is the way you guys come across this is this is a past, this is generational, this is something passed down mm -hmm. through the family, yeah? Yeah, yeah, but like a lot of, like a lot of uh, um, African-American culture um, art forms, this dance, this dance is a, is a, is a vocal, like an, an oratory, like passed down of, of heritage and form, right? Mm -hmm. So either way, it's like whether it's one of those things of like just watch and do or just do it and then we'll worry about the technique in a, in a little bit. But let's just see how the music moves through your body and then we'll go back to it, but always coming back to feeling the music first. 
So it's so yeah. So this dance and like a lot of um, other cultural um, art forms is a art form that is based on uh, monkey see monkey do kind of situation, right? When you're a kid, you're watching your parents and older siblings and older um, older adults moving around, so you start to move around, right? Right. And um, and then you know you might have that one uncle, that one family member, or that one friend like stops you and goes no 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 do it like this you know and then they will show you and then you copy that and not right. so, not so much talk not so much emphasizing or or stressing too much the technique even though technique is very important when learning any dance form untainted form it's really more of a monkey see monkey do watch what i do do it and then we'll go back and worry about all the little details well you know if that, that makes sense so it makes a lot of sense because that also um, ironically enough, gives it an even stronger connection and correlation to the blues because the, the musically, that's how the, the blues operates. It's, it, technique, like you said, is extremely important for any uh, a trade or, or craft that anyone is working on. Mm-hmm. But in the same token, blues is more of a, a, a feel, a, a, a watch what I do, pick it up, and then take it from there. It's really deep, for a lack of better terms, and very, to keep it very lame, <laughs> it's a very deep connection. Yes, yes, it is a very deep connection. Uh, something that I've learned throughout the years as well, because I didn't grow up listening to blues music, or jazz music for that matter. I grew up listening to uh, Motown and soul music growing up for my parents. So listening to blues uh, music myself, it, it took me a while to to train my ears to learn how to listen to that style of music. So, which means that I had to listen to a lot of, you know, not so good blues, blues, uh, blues songs, but, <laughs> but, uh, but it was definitely uh, well worth it in the end. And then also understanding the cultural history and context behind it as well and how influential it was really kind of helped, um, help solidify and give a bigger picture for, uh, for me to understand this, uh, this music and culture art form. Well, that's interesting to me that genre-wise, because everything uh, sold to us or presented to us in regards of genre. But I, I, as I grew, and the more I listened, because I grew up listening to Motown as well and, and Stax, because I was, you know, the, if, if we're in the same age range, that's what our parents listened to. Mm-hmm. But I, there, there's no real difference, some nuances, but there's no real difference between those music and blues like if you listen to some Smokey Robinson tunes it's, it's definitely blues at least to me I'm, 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 I'm a little shocked that uh, you, you, you make a, a, a distinction between the three soul blues and, 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 and Motown which oh well well that's just, uh, that, 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 that distinction sorry words <laughs> um, uh, that distinction is really just more of just music structure just changing at that time right okay it's still that whenever I say that I'm really just thinking of just the structure of the music how music structure changes over time and, and the sound of it changes over time as, as normal but as far as relaying whatever kind of message it it is the blues from like soul and r and b and gospel like all of that is is they're singing the blues especially especially at that time right. um in in American history when things weren't going so great for uh, uh not just for black Americans but for any minority 
which right. is why you know, which is why blues music is so universally accepted as as well with like soul and jazz and gospel and and uh, and R and B is because everyone can can find can relate to it in some way, shape, or form with their own personal lives. Right, right, right. So, so how did you get? Uh, it sounds like you have been a, a dancer and a, and, a, and a teacher of dance for some time. How did you get connected into this blues New York dance organization? Uh, I got connected to well, at the time, what we were calling blues at the time because we really didn't have a lot of information on it whatsoever. But I got into it by the way by way of Lindy Hop. I'm a Lindy Hopper. Okay. So that's how I got into it. And a friend was asking me if you know if I ever blues dance because my movements on the dance floor while Lindy hopping was according to them a you know a little smoother than uh than most dancers. So I I tried it and then I had a really good friend of mine um uh, use me as a guinea pig to, uh, <laughs> to, to start teach because uh, she wanted to get into teaching so she used me as a guinea pig and and uh, and then it just took off and it just took off from there in the beginning I really didn't understand why I was doing the movements I was doing because I wasn't used to listening to music and like I said for me I have to be able to connect I have to be able to connect to the music to understand what I'm doing musically it was the same thing when I was learning Lindy Hop so learning steps by themselves for me just doesn't work. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's how I got into, into blues dancing. And the organization uh, really, in a sense, changed many names because it used to be called um, uh, 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 Duke Joint Shimmy Blues back, back in the days. Okay. Uh, when a woman named uh, Heather Samuels was kind of uh, in one of the organizers of the local... New York, uh, New York event. So it was called that. And then another individual by the name of Sam Coleman kind of took it over for a little bit. And by this time I was also starting to DJ the music as well. Well, at least DJ what I thought at the time was blues music and it wasn't blues music. Let me just be very clear about that. Understood. Yeah. So, and then, um, and then another person that kind of you know, took it over and really made it, made it, um, made it like her own in a sense. Was a uh, was a wonderful woman by 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 her name is Flower, who really like established what it is today. Because um, she uh, she definitely had a lot more um, a lot more knowledge and skills when it comes to actually showing us different uh, blues idiom dances. Right. Uh, even though we really didn't call it blues idiom dances at that time, and. And then as the scene grew, not just um, locally, but also nationally, is where we started to get really more defined in exactly like what is blues idiom dances? What are they? What, where do they come from? What is the history behind all of this? So as I said, so it was, a, it was a transformation of things. So it wasn't just like all of a sudden, here it is, Blues Dance uh, New York City. And now it's uh, being run by a fabulous group of people um, heading that with uh with melissa cohen and and other individuals as well um like john and, and shoshi and and annie and virginia just a whole slew of individuals that and lord chieko and just a whole slew of individuals that um that are helping making the scene what it is today right now i know melissa is is a great person
person. Yes, and I yes. Know, and I know you guys uh, have a lot of great, like King Solomon Hicks, and yes. a whole bunch of people come down there and perform live. Mm-hmm. So, so, so I guess with that being said, my, my next question is, and, and please forgive me because I'm setting it up this way for a reason. How authentic is this experience, right? Because you got the you got the live music, you got the the the. the, the I'm assuming when you have live music, you DJ in the um intermission, yes. and the people are dancing throughout this whole thing. How is this experience? Uh, the experience with the live music is great. It is it it gets no, no matter who we bring in, it gets a really good showing of of the local of the local dancers coming out for it because it's mm-hmm. live music. I mean, who wouldn't want to listen to live music? Right. It's technically you. It's like you're really getting a live. Um, you go into a live concert. Is really what is really how I equivalent that at a really great reasonable price too. So, so having um, uh, individuals come in that, let's say, might not attend our Friday night dances is, to me, is, is a good thing because being exposed to it, however you get exposed to it, to me, is a positive. Right. Um, you uh, just try, even if you're there uh, just hanging out with a friend or you're there because your friend dragged you to it, even if you don't know how to dance, but you're just hanging out at the, at the bar at La Nationale, it's you experiencing it is always a good thing because then you can even go back to that individual can go back to their friends and be like, oh yeah, I went to this blues dance thing where there was a live band and the band was really cool and these people were doing this very interesting dance and maybe that's something I might want to be, want to check out down the road, you know? Right. So the idea is that you're planting a seed in their head of possibly joining a, a dance art form that they might not have, have thought about before. So that's how I always see it like see it as a positive thing. And then with the with the music during the band breaks, or even if it's a normal Friday night uh, dance with our with the music, we've really made it a essential thing to make the majority of all the music played at our events blues music. So people can can get used to hearing what what blues music is supposed to sound like, right? And so whether that's from like your Mississippi Delta, your Piedmont, your your West Coast blues to your Chicago style blues, or anything else in between, your Memphis style or St. Louis style blues, it's you know it's like this is what blues music is supposed to sound like. Um, in the beginning, let to be completely honest, we were as a whole playing a little bit more fusion fusion-y uh, music than really like actual blues music but once again we didn't a lot of a lot of scenes around the country really didn't know any better right so but now that that has changed and a lot of scenes do know better and and uh and we really push towards like no we are playing blues this is blues whether it's gospel blues jazz blues which is very important i forgot to throw that in there as well and to our current state of uh, of blues music today. Okay. Well, what 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 is the most interesting thing you've learned in in this journey of blues dance? Oh, uh, wow. Um that's uh that's a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is that is a lot. Uh one of the things that I that I personally learned is how and I might go off on a tangent here. I have, I have a tendency of doing that a lot, so I apologize to you and the listening, listening audience for, 
for for the tangents. That's quite all right. But what what I've learned is how connected everything is. Mm. So for me, and I got this from studying also like jazz music and and dance uh, history. But the reason that I personally always focus more on the social context and history is because that has a heavy influence and ties to the music and the dance. Right. Now, now I, I read your article about you um, um, dispelling the myth that blues music or dancing started on the plantations. And, and even though that, that is true, I always like to privilege how the plantation was kind of the seeds for blues dancing and blues music. Oh, absolutely. So, so, so when I read that, I started to change how I described like the origins of this music and dance to not saying it started on the plantation, but more like the seeds of it started on the plantation, on the plantations or or certain parts because, or if you want to go back even further, you can even talk about like, you know, the, 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 the slave ships during the transatlantic slave trade. Right. Um, but, but as far as I, as far as for me, I usually started like on the, I usually start my explanation of things like on the plantation, because that's a little bit more clearer, um, definitive examples of how certain things started, started to come into play. Right. So it is the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely is the truth. And I know some people want to go, well, you, you can go back even further to a lot of tri- uh, tribal and indigenous African nations and Caribbean island nations, which is true, true. Right. Uh, because when they were brought over here, they brought over their customs and they tried to hold on to a lot of that just to be sane and normal and to communicate with one another since a lot of times a lot of uh, slaves were put on plantations where they couldn't verbally communicate Right. Same language wise with each other. So they had to, in my mind, they had to find other ways to communicate and music and dance uh, was a way to do that. If certain plantations or regions around the country allowed, allowed their slaves to actually like be normal for a day. Right. Right. Um, and, and I use that word normal in the loosest term possible, uh, especially when you're talking about times of slavery. Right. So, uh, so yeah, so I, that's what, no, that's one of the things that I've learned and I've tried to apply that with, uh, with how I teach, uh, not just blues, but also, uh, Lindy hop as well. And, and what I've really taken away from all my research and research that I'm still doing is I've, I've looked at the music and the dance as in how would an average, um, black person, do this dance, not a professional dancer or professional musician, but how would an average, you know, uh, black person coming home from working at the A and P store, right. walking, you know, three plus miles to get home and, you know, walking past a neighbor's house and they have music playing or someone's on the porch playing a, a banjo or a guitar or whatever. And still having that, that last percentage of energy to just go and either relax with them or even just kind of like dance a little bit, you know, like how would they move at that, at that moment if they're working a nine plus hour day for the most part. Right. So instead of thinking so heavily on the technique aspect of it of, okay, am I doing this fishtail correct? Or am I doing the mooches or the grinds correct? Um, or technically correct. So, 
so by me learning all that social context aspects of it really helped help me change and have my own voice as an instructor but most importantly have my own voice as a dj because i do dj the music a lot right so uh so yeah so that's what i've mostly taken away from the research that i that that i obtain uh, by reading talking to other individuals white black or whoever because you can gain valuable information from anyone and there's always someone that knows more than you do so you know that is true so yeah so always asking them if they wouldn't mind you know me picking their brains and i have done that from from time to time it's it's has been beneficial to me since i'm more of an audiovisual learner not so much just reading a book all the time kind of kind of individual right 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 no i totally get that and i understand and i i would say i guess as a disclaimer first thank you for reading my article <laughs> yes <laughs> but I, I i found it oh i thought that it was extremely important to write that article not to separate the blues from the plantation but mm -hmm. to edify african americans that blues is not slave music it, it it does descend from that, but it's actually the first, as you as you read, the first music of freed blacks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of like what you said earlier in the conversation when you were explaining how music evolves. This evolution was the the, the stress or the relief of African Americans in this newly freed society. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and and it also has to go with the fact of of also uh, looking forward to better times, right? That's what it's always been since 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 the yes, of landing, you know, on this um on this uh in this country or yeah, right. <laughs> so it's just more always about looking forward and ahead, and that's what the music represents, right? And and. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like all music is always about looking, looking ahead in some way, shape, or form, reflecting of the past too, not forgetting where you came from, uh, the good and the bad, but also looking ahead too as well, the good and the bad. So, and and the struggle that's yes. going to incur with that, whether it's whether it's like employment wise with the job, personal, like you know, uh, family life, love life, kind of situation, or just what's going on in society. Right, right? that's a universal theme that everybody can relate to uh, the one thing that a lot of people can't relate to is specific cultural um uh, uh, uh cultural issues right so like i right. like i can't relate to a lot of the injustices that japanese american or asian americans had to deal with during world war ii right i can't fully relate to right. that experience so if you know or if, if an asian person or latin person decide to sing a a blues song relating to that kind of cultural experience, I can still appreciate it, even though I personally won't be able to relate to it. Um, so, so that, right. so then you have that as well, and it's all good. So, uh, so yeah, it's 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 important, and it's a really cool cool art form that I'm glad that I that I got introduced to uh, uh, back then, and it's a really fun thing to continue to do today. So, uh, so yeah, it's it's cool. Well, that's groovy. Now, where, where can the people find you and the organization and events in New York City? So, we do have our uh, website, uh, Blues Dance New York, which is also our Facebook group, uh, Blues Dance uh, New York. 
And we teach classes every Friday. We have two classes. We have a beginner class, and then we have an extended topics class, which I am teaching this month, actually an extended topic series this month on uh, historical context and musicality. So this coming Friday will be on um, uh, jazz and gospel blues uh, for this coming Friday. Okay. And uh, the first uh, the first Friday of the month, I did acoustic and electric blues and kind of talked about the uh, the history behind that evolution a little bit. And I didn't have one last Friday because along with a lot of uh, New York City dancers, we were at Sweet Sweet Molasses Blues Exchange, which which was in Boston, right. and which was a great event. Um, and they do it a great great exchange every single year. I highly recommend. Uh, going to it next year if if you haven't been already. Um, so so yeah, so that's where they can uh, find find me. I DJ I DJ for uh, for Blues Dance New York and also teach the lessons there. So just go on the website or go on the face Facebook page. Um, I like it. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel as well, uh, which I believe is uh, Blues Dance New York. So you can see some of the live uh, video streams and we also have a newsletter so we have different ways of which is on the website so you have different ways of like staying informed and um and and being and being up to date we have our dances on friday nights at stepping out dance studios uh which is i believe on 20 22nd 21st street I don't know, I kind of just like, I'm just, it's just automated in my head, so I just go there without really looking at like what street am I really on. Uh, so yeah, so we have our um, dances every Friday night at Stepping Out Dance Studios, where we have our two, uh, where we have our two lessons, our beginner beginner lesson, where it's a different uh, dance um, idiom that we, that we teach. And our extended topics, uh, where usually we have like a guest instructor come in or a local, a really skilled local dancer teach teach the class. And every and the last Friday of every month, we have live blues music at La Nationale, which is on 14th Street between Seventh uh, between Seventh and Eighth Avenue, where we have a sem- sampler lesson class. So you get a you get a, a taste of different uh, different things in that in that class. Well, that's groovy. That's very groovy. And uh, it's not a surprise anymore, but I, one of the surprises I have for my wife is to uh, join your class. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely check it out. And like I said, all the instructors are really, are really great, um, high-level instructors that travel a lot, that uh, have taught at different exchanges or blues dance exchanges, if not swing dancing exchanges around the country, if not the world. So, uh, so yeah, so definitely come check it out and, and hopefully everyone else will, will check it out as well. Absolutely. Brother, it was great talking yes. to you. We finally Absol- got to do Absolutely. This. After months, months and months and months. Yes. And we're going to do a follow-up uh, soon because there's other things that you touched on that I would like to elaborate. But this was a good, good, good beginning conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anytime. Just, uh, just uh, let me know and then we can confirm, uh, confirm our schedules. Jack Dapper Blues Public Media is a listener-supported platform. For more information on funding, underwriting, and sponsorship opportunities, please email Lamont Jack Pearly at racefilmmusic.com or Denise Pearly at racefilmmusic.com. All rights reserved to Jack Dapper Blues Heritage Preservation Foundation.